We see the glory of God revealed. We see the gifts of God displayed all over the world. As the waters cover the sea, so shall the knowledge of the will and the glory of God cover the whole earth. In the name of Jesus, he said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. The sons and daughters shall prophesy. This is what we see. This is what we expect. This is what we receive. To the glory of God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. Can you hold somebody's hand? Just hold somebody's hand. And just pray in the Holy Ghost if you can. If you can. If you can. If you cannot. Just say, Father, I position myself to receive of your spirit today. But if you cannot, just pray. Just pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. If you can't pray in tongues. But if you cannot, just say, Lord, together. We position ourselves to receive from you today. In the name of Jesus. We position ourselves to receive from you. So we are praying. You say, Father, I position myself to receive from you today. In the name of Jesus. I position myself to receive from you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you. We position ourselves to receive from you today. We yield our minds, our hearings to your spirit. We acknowledge your presence here. As we go into your word, we ask you open open up our eyes and ears of understanding. In the name of Jesus. We want to see you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise Jesus. You can have your seat in God's presence. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, choir, for that. Let's celebrate our choir. Music team again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Today I made, I had, I ensure, I'm making a, I made a plan to ensure that I stick to time. Amen. <laughs> wow. Amen. So in doing that, I have to, I have to ensure that I draft out my notes so that I don't go beyond. But you know, as the spirit will lead, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. So as the spirit lead, we'll touch where We'll touch where we need to touch. Glory to God. That we'll touch where we need to touch. Uh, but because the intention is to, you know, ensure that we're blessed. How many of us, you know, you've, you've had a quickening in your devotional time? Amen. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Please don't stop. All right. So I'm going to periodically, we're going to remind ourselves this. Because uh, to be honest with you, we only have uh, just probably two hours. Some of us didn't raise our hands. So probably we've not, you know. Uh, we've not particularly started having a good devotion. I want to encourage us to uh, start having devotion. Right? You have a time out where you pray. You know, like we had last Sunday, we talked about it. Uh, we only have probably three hours on Sunday or two hours uh, thereabouts. You have all the days to yourself and all the time to yourself. All right? So if you want to grow up spiritually, all right, 
you have to be deliberate about your spiritual growth. If you want to grow up spiritually, you must be deliberate about your spiritual growth. So uh, spending that time, I mean, just an hour, 30 minutes, probably just start with 30 minutes. Probably when I said one hour, it scared some of us, all right? So one hour seems like a, a reasonable time. So time, a reasonable time out. Jesus told the disciples, he said, he said, he told them, said, you can, can you not tarry with me just for an hour? All right, so, so Jesus, in Jesus' own view, he sees one hour as the minimum. All right, so he said, just tarry with me for an hour. So, but for the sake of, you know, development and growth, uh, I think it's also permissive to, uh, if you can do 30 minutes every day, all right? Praise God, do 30 minutes. Uh, by extension, some of us thought, well, 10% is not bad for a day. I mean, for, you know, 10% of your 24 hours, two, and you have two hours, 40 minutes. Now, but, but if, you can, if you can do 30 minutes, but just make sure it's consistent. Amen. Uh, make sure it's what? It's consistent. Uh, I have, I know certain, you know, couple of believers. Now, this is not my message. There are no believers who, um, you know, would have timeouts in Nigeria when I was from, you know, I'm from Nigeria. So, you know, they have timeouts. And, you know, in the timeouts, they'll probably pray for eight hours. Okay? Stretch. Some six hours stretch. Twelve hours stretch. So, they do that probably once in a month. Now, that is not enough for spiritual growth. It's not. Now, if you do 12 hours stretch, and you don't you don't do 30 minutes or you don't have any time you spend you know daily you can't grow all right you can't grow it's just like saying you know you just just go one time and just no no it doesn't work like that that's consistent um time okay that's what counts okay so when you do 30 minutes consistently every day is better than doing a 12 hour stretch in one month are we together everybody so I just want to encourage us, as we said last week, periodically, I'm going to remind us, amen, I'm going to remind us that we should uh, ensure that we have a timeout. It's a time between you and God. At this point, amen, at this point, you shouldn't be shy because it's between you and God. Are we together? If you are in your closet. You are in your closet. It's just between you and God. You shouldn't be shy. Nobody's, nobody's uh, marking how you are saying what you are saying. You know, you just go to the word, pray. As we said last Sunday, okay, you can go to the message last Sunday and see some of the recommendations. Like I said, there are recommendations. Amen. Recommendations where you pray in tongues, you pray in the spirit, or you pray in understanding, you read the word, you meditate the word, okay, and you pray, and you worship as well. Hallelujah. Are we together, everybody? So please, I want to encourage all of us, okay, this is very, very important to me, that we give ourselves to personal devotion individual devotion, time out between you and God. The Bible says that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. All right? There is a place called, there's a secret place where you spend time with God alone. Amen. And at that point, you can cry to God. You can shed your tears. You're not forming with anybody. Shed your tears. Cry out to God. Just talk to God. Pour your heart to God every day. All right, study the word. Most of the time, this is what I pray of often. I say, Lord, open my heart and eyes so that when I read your word, I will understand. All right, so it's good. It's good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we are going into the word now. Hallelujah. So we're looking at, we're looking at baptism of the Spirit. Amen. We're looking at baptism of the Spirit. And uh, I think often than none, I think I've mentioned, I mean, I think last year we did a series similar to this, uh, but there's an impression for us to go into this again today. 
and uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, maybe next Sunday we'll have, you know, a Holy Ghost meeting. Hallelujah. By God's grace. So I will see, I will, you know, I, I, will, I will try and position myself to, you know, see the flow, okay, of the Spirit in that direction. But I'm expecting that. Hallelujah. Now, so, but it's good to prepare our mind, all right? It's good to prepare our mind. Receiving the Holy Spirit or baptism of the Spirit or, you know, um, what it means to be baptized with the Spirit. Why is it important? The baptism of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are we here together? Good. All right. So, let us start from, um, let us open our Bibles to... Mm. Act. I often don't know where to start. Act 11. So somebody said this to me. Say this to me. Say the Bible is our evidence. So I want to encourage your schools to learn how to jot. All right, to write things down. All right, jot things down. All right, so that you can take things. Praise God. All right, 11. Amen. Praise God. Um. So, Acts, I think we do Acts. Um, amen. Act, sorry, Act 11. Amen. Let's start Act 11, 16. Act 11 and verse 16. Act 11, 16. I'm not starting from where my note is, but we're starting somewhere. Amen. I feel an impression to do, to do Act 11. All right, let's start Act 11. It's a, it's a fair place to start. So Act 11, 16. So... He says, then I remember, so let's start from 14, Act 11, 14. He says, um, who will tell you the words which you and all your household will be saved? And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning. So this is Peter speaking. Amen. So Peter was speaking at Jerusalem at this point. When? Because he had returned from Colinio's house. Are we together, everybody? He had returned from Colinio's house. And they summoned him. That we heard what happened in Cornelius' house. That people received the Holy Spirit. Can you tell us? And Peter realized what happened. So the Bible says in, in you know, uh, chapter 1, he read down. I mean, chapter 11 down. He said he realized what happened. So we jump to, uh, I have a reason why we're jumping to this 16. So there's 16. So don't forget, please take note of these words. Like he says, in verse 15, he says, And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit, what? fell upon them. So, you can underline that if you can. Or you can just write it down. So, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. So, Peter said, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. Note that. Now. So, because we are going to be looking at those concepts. What? Because there are certain phrases in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, that are, you know, used interchangeably. For example, the Holy Spirit fell upon. Receive the Spirit. Uh, baptism of the Spirit. Or the Spirit come upon. Remember Jesus said in Acts 1.8. He says, Jesus said in Acts 1.8. He said, and you shall receive power 
after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So we are going to be looking at words like Holy Spirit fell on them. Holy Spirit came upon them. Okay, so we're going to be looking at terms like that. Now, it will help us in having a perfect understanding of what we are looking at because we want to look at some certain important subject matter that often, often times is always very confusing to many. You know, when we talk about the baptism of the Spirit. So, yeah, Peter was summoned and he narrated what happened. Now, I repeat again, the Bible is what? Our evidence. Now, I, it's my desire to cure many of mystical inferences into Scripture. Mystical inferences into Scripture. Because the Scripture is our proof. We must ensure that we don't, we don't import mystics. You know, I, I was saying something during the week. You see, when you see words in the Bible like deep, or mystery, or Eden, this is not what I'm talking about today. Okay? Write that letter. When you see words like mystery, deep, eating, don't, don't pay attention at those words. No, don't. Minister Sissi, are you following me? Don't pay attention to the word deep. Because if you pay attention to the word deep, your eyes is, if your eyes is fixed on deep, English definition of deep, it means something that has depth. Okay. You know, it's a mystery. Mystery means hidden truth. It means something is, I told us, mystery is not the same thing as mysterious. Mystery means hidden truth. So it gives you an idea that, ha, ah, there is something I must try to get. There is something I must try to get. But when you read those places in the scripture and you see deep mystery, right at the corner, if you read some verses after, you will see the mystery that he's talking about. That is now revealed. For example, when he says something is hidden, they will not tell you two chapters after, two verses after, that that hidden thing is now revealed. For example, remember when he says, he says, eyes have not seen, nor ear heard. He said, neither has he entered into the heart of men the things that God has prepared for those that love them. The next verse after, he said, for it has been revealed unto us. It's a deep thing, but it's revealed to the believer. So, most of the time, people say, ah, there's a deep thing. It's deep. I said, it's not it's deep. Yes, deep. But it's deep. what has been revealed now. He said, ah, the spirits, you know, search the deep. So, say, ah, you know, there's a realm. Let me see. Understand. This is understand this. When you have believed Jesus, and Jesus died for your sins, okay? You believe Jesus died for your sins, you are in that realm. The realm is simple. You are seated together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. That's the realm. Glory to God. That's the rest. Let me even tell you this. Let me tell you this. Should I shock you? Now, let me say, I don't have my level. My level and your level in the spirit is the same. <laughs> Amen. It's the same. It is a, it is a lie. If I want to, I just say, you see, I, I, in, in the spirit, I am here. You are here. I remember one time, I li- one time like that before I, you know, I, I asked my wife out. Years after. Years before then. There was a damn said that I like. And I, and I approached her. You know. And I, and I told her about my intentions. And, you know, she said, ha. Then she said she would think about it. The next day, I think after consulting, you know, 
the council of friends. <laughs> they said, they said, they said, they said, ah, she said, you know, you know, ah, he said, you are here. I am here. I said, I don't understand that. I don't understand. Do you believe Jesus died for your sins? Yes. You believe Jesus died for your sins? Yes. I if I was one that laid hands on her, God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Ah, that's true. I got my wife feel the Holy Ghost too. That's true. Amen. I was one that God is one. But, 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 I didn't, but I never got people feel the Holy Ghost with the intention. I got many people feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And, you know, this is what she got feel the Holy Ghost. And I said, but you feel the Holy Ghost, yeah? You talking them? Yes. Okay. Which level are you looking at? Ah, no. You are here. I'm here. I don't understand the concept. It's a strange concept in the scriptures. Very strange. The Bible says we, were, we died together with him. We raised together with him. We are seated together with him. What makes me different? What makes me? His responsibility. It's simple. His responsibility. I am not more human. I'm not more new creation than you are. Let me tell you something. A day old baby or one month old baby is a complete human being. As much as 30 year old man. But what, what is different is experiences and maturity. That's simple. Responsibility. Spiritual growth. Glory to God. But in the spirit, you are not here. You are not here. Let me say, you can hear God. I'm not your high priest. You know that. I can't be, I can't fit into that. I'm not your high priest. You, Jesus is our high priest. I'm a priest, you are a priest. I'm a king, you are a king. I'm a new creation, you are a new creation. I have the Holy Ghost, you have the Holy Ghost. When I say something by the Spirit, the Spirit of God should confirm it in you. If it's true or not. It's not like, it's not like I'll just come and bamboozle you. You cannot just come and bamboozle me. You have to allow me to also, to also you know, digest it. Whether it's true or not. Amen? There's no offense. Nothing. No offense at all. Glory to God. I, am I speaking out clear? Is it clear to us? Can you hear? Amen? So, so Peter, yeah, let's go back. Amen. 11, 16. And then I remember the word of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, look at it. In Act 11, in Act 11, Peter uh, just remembered the word of the Lord. Are we together here? In Acts 11, Peter remembered the word of the Lord. I told us it's a little bit. Let's, let's do, so what did you remember? Look at it. Let's go to Acts 1. Acts 1. Acts 1 verse 4. Acts 1 verse 4. So Jesus saying there, in Acts 1 4, so we're looking at baptism. Now, to, to be baptized, it means, it's from the Greek word baptizo. It means to be immersed. It's not sprinkling. Amen. It means to be immersed. It's not sprinkling of water. It is to be immersed in water. Just to be immersed. Not whether water or the spirit. It's just to be immersed. Hallelujah. Not sprinkling, but immersed. Now, in verse 4 it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Now, verse 5 says, For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit 
not many days from now. Look at what Jesus said. So Jesus was talking to the disciples. Are you following everybody? Jesus said, see, listen. Jesus said, John, truly. He said, for John, truly. When he said the word for, is because the word for means you use the word for because there are previous uh, explanations, previous, you know, talk. So the previous talk in verse 4 is about them waiting for the promise of the Father. Now, listen, the promise of the Father is not car. You understand? The promise of the Father here is the Spirit. So he says this. He says, wait for the promise of the Father. He says, for John truly baptized. Truly. So there was a reference to John. In John's baptism. And he used the word, for John truly baptized with water. I'm going somewhere. John truly baptized with what? I can't hear you. John truly baptized with what? But he said, but you shall be baptized with what? So in Jesus' recommendation, listen up everybody. So put yourself in Jesus' shoe or put yourself in that disciple. So see yourself in the midst of Jesus' disciple when Jesus was saying those things. Hallelujah. Just imagine yourself. You are there in the middle of Jesus, the master, our savior, the covenant God of Israel, there, and he's telling them, you, me and you together, and we're looking at him with a microphone. And he's saying, listen guys, John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with what? So Jesus' priority concerning baptism is what? I am not the one who said it, it's Jesus. Are we together here? The priority in the New Testament is the baptism of the Spirit. It was clear there. He gathered all of them together. They were talking. And he says, see, wait for the promise of the Spirit, of the Father. Which is the promise, which is what? The Spirit. And he says, John truly did baptism with what? But you will do that with the Holy Ghost. Okay, look at it. Look at it. Just look at Luke. Look. Luke and chapter 3, verse 16. This was John himself. Luke 3.16. John himself. I want to be sure that I'm... Uh, I just wrote this and I printed it out. I'm not following you. <laughs> Luke, are you there? Look. Look, okay, Luke 3.16. Look at it. So this was John speaking here. Look at what John said. Said so John answered. Oh, hmm, hmm. Look at John, look at John answered saying. To all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, who sand that trap. I am not worthy to lose. He said he will baptize you with what? And fire. Now listen. So it is clear, even from John the Baptist ministry, he knows that. Hey guys, what I am doing? Okay, let me help us a little bit because you know some people. That's another because we mentioned about this too. So they were. You see, now I have been baptized. With water. Then after that, the spirit. Then after that, what? It's confusion. See, let me say this to you. Listen up, everybody. Eh? When someone sounds like that, amen. You know that they are that scriptural illiterate. Okay, you, yeah, no, no, you it, it, okay, it's pure illiteracy. Look at it. Look at let's just look at it. Amen. Look to Are we there? 316, Abby. 
Look at 15 first. Okay, let's do Matthew. I think Matthew says it better. Matthew 3. Matthew 3. Hallelujah. Matthew 3, 11. So, Matthew 3, verse 11. He says this. Uh, where, where, where is 11? Okay, look, look, at, look at verse. Look at verse. Let's start from verse 10. So, he says, ah, no, not 10, 7. He said, but when he saw, look at it. So, just Matthew 3, 7. So, he said, when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, what did he say to them? Old generation of what? Old generation of vipers. He says, who has warned you against what? The wrath to come. So, who did he call generation of vipers? Please follow me. Who did he call generation of vipers? The Pharisees and the Sadducees. So, look at it clearly. So, John the Baptist was doing his ministry in Jordan. Baptizing people. So, different, all kinds of people came to his baptism. Sinners. Tax collectors. All kinds of sinners came to his baptism. Then he baptized them in the water. Then suddenly, he saw Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism. Then look at what he says there. Where did I stop? Seven. He said, when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, bruise of vipers. Or better teeth, better steel, or generation of what? Or vipers. Hallelujah. If you notice in the Bible, entirely in the Bible, who did Jesus call generation of vipers? The Pharisees. Jesus called the Pharisees what? The generation of vipers. Matthew 23, 23. Referring to Matthew 23, 29. Matthew 12, 34. So the Pharisees too, he said, in Matthew 12, 34, he called the Pharisees vipers too. They asked him a question in Matthew 12, 34, there about about casting out demons. They refer to the Pharisees, they say, you are generation of vipers. And the same thing, John also referred to the Pharisees here as what again? Generation of vipers. I will tell you, I'm not teaching about that today, but I want you to know this for a reason. Now, where did I stop again? Verse 7. Then he said to them, he said, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? So what is coming? I'm asking all of us, what is coming? So is wrath, okay, wrath is what? Judgment. So he said, who had warned you, well, from what? To flee from the wrath to come. So listen up, everybody. Remember, remember, listen. Remember Jesus said that since the days, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violence takes it by force. Now, I told us, I've said it before several times here. That is not saying that from the, he's not talking about prayer. He's not saying from the day of John the Baptist until 2023. No. He was talking to people. He said, hey guys, since the day of John the Baptist until now, the now that he was talking to them, because he was talking to them and now, when he was there in the Bible, he didn't say, he did not say from the day, he didn't say from the days of John the Baptist till 2023 or till forever. He was talking from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven, Suffers violence, and the violence takes it by force. So here we have John the Baptist baptizing people from sin and warning people that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There we saw, are you following me, everybody? Are you following me? Then why he baptized sinners? Then he saw Pharisees and Sadducees 
coming to his baptism, they want to force themselves in. Then he said, hey, who has warned you against the wrath to come? There is a judgment coming upon you guys. Amen. Are you following everybody? Hey, listen. Who has warned you against the wrath to come? Now listen, listen, listen. Where did I stop? Therefore, bear fruit worthy of repentance. And do not think to yourself, we have Abraham for our father. For I said to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Verse 10. And even now, <laughs> please follow. He said, even now. Now, even now, now that he's talking about there, is not even in 2023. He's even there. Yeah, he was talking there. He said, talking about this. Even now, the ask, the axe is laid to the root of the tree. Who was he talking to? The Pharisees and the Sadducees who have no fruit. They don't have fruit of repentance. They sit in Moses' seat. They do all sorts of abominations. They are far to see and sad to see. They just stay there. So, and yes, he told them, hey guys, he said, who has warned you against the wrath to come? The axe is laid to the root of the tree. So what is axe doing at the root of the tree? Is he romancing it? What is an axe supposed to do at the root of a tree? To cut it down. So what is he supposed to cut down? The institution of the Pharisees and the Sadducees that is bringing no food, no fruit. He's turning no man to repentance. So he said, behold, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way for the Lord. So they came to him. Are you Elijah? He said, hey, I'm not Elijah. Huh? Then who are you? I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. So Jesus, they asked Jesus, oh, has Elijah come? Because they said Elijah must come before the Messiah comes. So yes, Elijah came. John 3 was Elijah. He came in the spirit of Elijah. He's not Elijah. In the spirit of Elijah. In the attitude of Elijah. Are you following everybody? So don't forget. I don't want us to lose that thought. The axe. <laughs> okay. Axe is led to the root of what? Then what did he say? Therefore, every tree which brings forth what? Is hewn down and cast. Now, remember. <laughs> remember there's a parable. I wrote about The parable. Jesus talked about a parable. Huh. Look at this. Matthew. Hallelujah. I will find it. Amen. Uh. Hallelujah. Matthew. Uh. We ignore it. We will ignore it. He's taking me. So the parable is simple. So Jesus, I think it's 12, there about. So Jesus gave a parable about a man who has a vineyard, and he gave servants this vineyard. In Matthew. You will find it? You will me find it. What? 19. Okay. Well, you will be fine. Just read 5. So he gave the vineyard to servants. 20. Uh-huh. 20 what? Okay. Let me put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. Help us. So the, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man. Okay. He's an household. We went out early in the morning. I had laborers in his vineyard. Next verse. And when he had agreed, labor, no, 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 not this one. No, 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 not this one. The one he had the vineyard, he sent somebody to, to reap from the vine. Then 
the people whom he, he sent messengers to the vine, then the people whom he appoints to walk in the vine, they killed the messengers that came. Ah, uh-huh. They killed the messenger. He sent the second one. They killed the second one. He sent the third one. They sent the third one. Then he said, well, I will send my son. Then when he sent his son, amen, then they took the son and killed the son. Then Jesus said, what will the man do? He said, they replied. They said, he will take what? Thirty-one, thirty-three. Let me put it up. I have a reason for that. Okay. Twenty-one, thirty-three. Put it up. Put it up quickly. It's not part of the notes. Twenty-one, thirty-three. Are you there? So yeah. Move next verse thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven. But last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, "They will reverence, they will reverence my son." Next verse. But when the husband man saw the son, they said among themselves, "Huh." This is the year. Come, let us kill him. Let us seize on his inheritance. Wicked men. Next one, 39. And they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. Next verse. And when the Lord therefore of the vineyard comment, what will he do unto the husband man? Then they replied. Next verse. They said, they say unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husband men. We shall render him the fruit in the season. So we shall render him what? We shall render him what? So listen, 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 listen. He said, he said first, said second, why is he going to send messenger? Because they are not bringing fruit in this season. So he's not sending his son so that he can warn them and they can bring forth fruit. So they killed his son. So next verse. And Jesus said unto them, did you never read in the scripture the stone which the builder rejected? The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Next verse. Therefore, I say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and be given to a nation that will bring forth fruit unto it. So look at it. Listen. Don't move on. So listen. Listen. So who was Jesus talking to here? The Pharisees. So look at it. Pharisees came to John the Baptist. Baptism. Sinners came. They baptized. They baptized. Huh? Tax collector. He collected a lot of people's money. Come, come. Baptized. Huh? Prostitutes? Huh? Terrible. Huh? Huh? Yahoo, yahoo. Okay. Go. Go. All right. So, and while he was doing that, the big guys came. The Pharisees and the Sadducees. Hey, who has warned you from the rats to come? He said, their axe is laid to the tree. Because you've got no fruit. It's going to pull you down. You've got no fruit. Then he said the same thing. Don't, don't move it. Don't move it. Stay there. He said the same thing here. He said, but when he saw, now, that place where? And whosoever shall, the one we were before. Ah, therefore, I say to you, the kingdom shall be taken from you. From you. Talking to them. Why is the kingdom taken from them? They've got no fruit. Then he says, and given to a nation. It's a mystery. That is the mystery that was in Ephesians 3, Ephesians 2. That God, the middle wall of partition is broken. Now there's no Jew, there's no Gentiles. Now we are all one in Christ Jesus. If you are from Nigeria, India, all over the world, it's broken down the middle wall of partition. You're from Korea, anywhere, Georgian, as you come to Christ, you become one in the spirit. Amen. 
Before, before, it was Israel. It was a Jew. Amen. He said he came to his own. His own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power to be called the sons of God. But they, they didn't receive him. Then he came, it was as many as received him. Ah, keep reading. Now, next one. Verse 44. And whosoever shall fall on the stone shall be broken. But unto whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Look at it. Look at it. Go back, go back, go back. He said, whosoever shall fall on the stone shall be broken. Look at it. The stone which the builder rejected has become the head of the cornerstone, the chief stone. It's the same stone. If you fall on it, you're broken. If it falls on you, you're grinded. Next one. 45. And when, <laughs> you see, it is not, that's why I said Bible is not difficult. Bible is not difficult. Don't try to go to space. Say, ah, I want rams. It's not rams. Just open and read just read, just stay in your room, enjoy God, pray, and open and read. Amen. Underline, circle. It's not, don't try to say, what could he mean? You know, it's it, not could he mean. You say, just read. The same way you would have read your anatomy. And you understand. The, the, the problem is that you are not reading. Listen. 45. Are you 45? 45. What did he say? And when the chief priest, they perceive, he was speaking of them. He's not speaking of you. He's speaking of them. They knew. So they knew that, hey. So now go back to Matthew 3. So he said, now, Matthew 3 verse um, 10, 10, 10. Matthew 3, 10. Go there quickly. Matthew 3, 10. So, huh, this is not, we have not even started the message properly. Now, look at Matthew 10. He said, now, hey, listen. He says, now, eh, the axe is laid onto the root of the trees. Who are the trees? Why is the axe laid to the root? If you look at this thing, it's we are reading it per se. I'm just reading. Okay, and you are understanding. You see? Have you not noticed? Yeah. And now also the axe is laid to the root of a tree. And therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is ill down. So when the tree is ill down, what do you do to the tree? So what does the fire do? It burns. Now, why would the fire burn it? You know, we should just, they should just cut it eh? and just take it and just put it somewhere. Why do we need to burn it out? Because we don't want it to exist. We don't want it in the scene. We don't want to see it. Next verse. Then he said, don't forget, underline casting the fire here. So, fire. You saw the first fire in what? Verse 10. So, what is the fire in verse 10 doing? Is burning that which has been hewn down. <laughs> Amen. Next one, verse 11. I indeed, so, so he now went, <laughs> hey, the axe is laid. You will cast the fire. He now told them, guys, wait. <laughs> I am, I indeed baptize you with water. <laughs> water is calm, it's gentle. Are you what I'm trying to say? I indeed use water. He said, but somebody is coming after me who is mightier than I. He said, I cannot untie the lace of his shoe. So I'm not worthy to be qualified as a slave to untie the lace of the shoe. He said, but when he comes, he will baptize you with what? With the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, the, 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 the influence, so what is the fire supposed to do? You, you, are, you are getting it. So, it, the fire is not for fervency. So, you, you know that some people say, well, hey, I receive baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, it remains fire. Let me tell you this. Let me listen, 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 listen. 
what makes you to be fervent in the things of the Spirit or in the things of God is the Holy Ghost. What this fire is doing here is judgment. It is not a fervency. Okay, next verse, because this is second fire, third one, verse 13. It's the same thing. It's not, you, know, you cannot just take first one or something. You know, where did you, how did you arrive at it? Are you talking about, how did you come across that? Say, say, I have done Holy Spirit. I have done fire. See, let me tell you. If you indeed, you want the fire, the fire in this context to burn you. Are you not trying to say, yeah? You will not be on the scene. That's what we are trying to say, yeah. You, your existence will not be on the scene. What, what, the Bible see, hallelujah. What tears of fervency in us? Is the spirit. He said, when the spirit of truth shall come, he said, we convict the word of sin, of judgment, and of righteousness. What the one who works, who is at work in us, both the will and to do, is the spirit. Are you going to say, yeah? Why you grow daily is because you are riding on the wings of the spirit. It's the spirit. The Bible says, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit is our comforter, our paracleto. The spirit. So, don't try and be looking for another element. It's still the spirit. A mimimony is the spirit. Spirit is spirit. You, you, you are not going to get more of the spirit. Spirit is the spirit. Are you going to try to say, yeah? If you have received the spirit, you have received fervency. But don't imply fervency. Look at it. Verse 12. Speaking about Jesus again. He said, whose fan is in his hand? Don't forget, don't forget, he was talking to Pharisees and Sadducees. Who sits on Moses' seat? Okay, do the laws and all those things, but no repentance. No true repentance. No genuine repentance. They feel they are the biggest ever. They feel they are the best ever. They condemn and judge people. You look at you. You are, you are condemned. That's what they do. Always condemning, judging, condemning, condemning, condemning people. They're always seeing Jesus. Oh, why did you heal on the Sabbath day? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? They're always seeing everything wrong with everybody. And they never had fruit of repentance. Now, now, let me tell you something. When I say fruit of repentance, listen. <laughs> when you talk about Pharisee, these guys obey the law of Moses. What exactly are they repenting from? When you say Pharisee should repent, what exactly are we saying they should repent from? It's a, it's a question of another day. Because Paul said, Paul said, I'm a Pharisee of the Pharisee. Concerning the law, I'm a Pharisee. Are you going to try to say yeah? But look at it. He said, whose fan is in his hand? He said, he will thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly purge his floor. He will thoroughly, he will thoroughly cleanse his own floor. He will cleanse his own arena. He now says, and gather the wheat in the Ghana. But he will burn the sap with unquenchable fire. Another thing. We are seeing fire how many times now? So two cannot mean judgment and one will mean fervency. He's talking the same thing here. It's John that was talking. And the concerning baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire, it was John's utterance. It's only John alone that mentioned it. Amen. It was only John alone that mentioned it. And John mentioned it when he saw the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism. He said it in reference to judgment. Hallelujah. Are we together here? So but we're going somewhere. We have not even started. Hallelujah. We have not, we have not actually not started at all. We have not even begun because the first part. We have not even started. Hallelujah. I don't even know where, I'm, where I am again. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. 
But I hope, I hope you're getting something here. Yeah. I hope you're getting something. You know why? Why? So, the baptism of the Spirit is a promise of God to every flesh. He said, he said, I will pour out my flesh upon what? I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. God wants every one of us to receive his spirit. God wants you and I to receive his spirit. He wants it. He wants to dwell in you. He wants to walk in you. He wants to talk to you. God wants to have a relationship with you. A close, intimate relationship with you. He wants to have it. So he wants you to have his spirit. Irrespective of where you're from. Whether you are Indian, you are Yoruba, you are Nigerian, you are Igbo, you are any, whatever, whoever you are. God wants you to have the spirit. You know, somebody said, well, as somebody said, some people sold their soul to the devil. Hallelujah. And I yet, I yet definitely like that. That somebody has sold their soul to the devil. Say, I'm done. Amen. Hallelujah. Is a lie that the devil is telling you. Listen, listen, listen. I have told you. I, I grew up in the knowledge of Christ ministry. It's a deliverance ministry. Where in that deliverance meeting ministry, then that was in those years. I was about seven years old. I gave you earlier to this morning. You see people sharing testimony that they spent 200 years as vice setter. And the person that is sharing the testimony is 22 years. You know that even the devil himself is a father of lies. Okay? And he rules and governs his kingdom with lies. So anyone who is just coming out of that kingdom cannot come and be telling you the truth. So that's why it's ridiculous. Why Christians will now give them mic to talk to us for three hours? I, I, I just imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. Someone who is under the dominion of Satan for years now has been delivered, has received Christ, or maybe has welcomed Christ, maybe. And you now gave the person a microphone. To talk to sainty. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's an aberration. I said, ha. Ah. I was second. I said, oh. hmm, hmm, hmm. Number one, this is it. From the scriptural point of view, anyone coming from the kingdom of darkness is coming from a realm of lies. So, we, the person needs to be discipled and taught what it means to receive Jesus. What it means to become new creation. So we are supposed to sit him down and let him learn scriptures and the word for hours and days. Not him come out. The Bible, the Bible says it is a shame to speak of those things that were done in darkness. It's a shame. It's a shame. Amen. And you see that? The, ah, he said he was in this. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am born of God. I am born of the Spirit. I am born of the Spirit. What does it mean to be baptized with the Spirit? What does it mean? Because look at it. Look at we are seeing those words. For example, he says, John says, I baptize with water, but you will be baptized with the Spirit. Amen. So that Jesus will baptize you with the Spirit and fire. Okay? So talking to the Pharisees, they will receive the fire judgment. Hallelujah. As a nation, the roots of the tree will be cut down and destroyed. So now we're, we're going to have nations, both all kinds of nations now coming into the fold. 
where in South Africa, Mozambique, Mozambia, whatever, you know, anybody can now receive Jesus. Indian can receive Jesus. Okay? So now, before, before, it was only Israel alone who has the covenant God. It was only Israel alone that had the Ark of Covenant. It was only Israel alone that had the promise. It was only Israel alone that had the fathers and the prophets. But now, we are not joined to the fall because the middle one is broken. And who broke it? He put the axe to the root of the tree, cut it out. They put the tree, train the fire, unquenchable fire, burn it out. So nobody's got access to it any longer. But you see, some people still go and try and find it. They enter the fire. Oh, it's, it's somewhere here. It's somewhere here. No, are you burnt? No, I'm not burnt. No, I wear fireproof. Now that, that's, I mean, it's not in the Bible. Hallelujah. So, listen. Yes, sir. God. All right. So, let's, let's, I will, I, will, I will finish somewhere today. I will continue tomorrow. Uh, we continue next week. Hallelujah. How do one receive the Spirit? Amen. To receive, it means, so before you can receive the Spirit, you must acknowledge the Spirit. There must be an acknowledgement. Hallelujah. It's the same word as baptized. It's the same word as being born again. So, to, be, to, to receive the Spirit or to be baptized of the, with the Spirit is not the same as to be filled with the Spirit. Those phrases are called several times in the Scripture. They are not the same. Amen. We we'll look at how a man is filled. What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? We we'll look at that. Because before Jesus came, even many people were filled with the Spirit. Before Jesus came, people were filled with the Spirit. For example, Elizabeth. The Bible says Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit and she spoke. Zachariah was filled with the Spirit. They were filled with the Spirit and they spoke. So we'll look at that later. What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? And what happens when someone is filled with the Spirit? We'll look at that next week Sunday. But for today, we will look at, we just stop with receiving the Spirit. Because I want us to prepare our hearts. Oh, okay. Maybe before we go there. Ah, no. You see, the water, there's what we call types and shadows in the Bible. That's what we call types of what? And shadows. Not the very image. For example, Hebrews 10. Look at Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, chapter 10. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Hebrews and chapter 10, he says, For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image, can, can never, with those sacrifices which they offer year by year, continually make the commerce there unto perfect. So the law was a shadow. Colossians 2.16, he says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat and in drink, or in respect to a holy day, or of new moon, or Sabbath days. Verse 17 says, which are shadows of things to come, but the body is Christ. Now, there are, in the Old Testament, there are many shadows and many concepts in the Old Testament that were shadows of the real image in Christ. One of it is the baptism of water that John did. It was supposed to foreshadow that of the Spirit. Hallelujah. There's so many, there are so many types and shadows. One of the types and shadows is the lambs that were killed in the Old Testament. The last prophet of the Old Testament is John the Baptist. 
And that was why his ministry was profound. One, one of the reasons why his ministry was profound is because his ministry, okay, all the prophets before John the Baptist prophesied the coming of Jesus. Isaiah, Ezekiel, all the prophets, Moses, they talked about Jesus coming. But the last prophet, John the Baptist, he spoke about the, the same, you can see, and he saw. So that was why he was the greatest of them. Because he saw the fulfillment of his own prophecy while he was alive. So that's, 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 that's the only thing that makes him extremely unique. Because he saw. But he had his own ministry. He used water to baptize people. He prepared the way. Called for repentance. So that when the Messiah would come, he will usher it. And he said, well, he will come again and thoroughly put his own floor. Are we together, everybody? I'm running up very fast. Hallelujah. So we saw these are shadows. But now, so that's why, you know, the Bible says, it says in John 7, it says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, 35 thereabouts, he said, Jesus stood and cried out loud that anyone who believes in him, he said, out of his belly shall flow out, what? Rivers of living waters. And few verses after that, he says, he spoke of the spirit. So when he talks about the water coming out of their belly, what is he speaking about? He says, he that believe on me, out of his belly shall flow a what? Rivers of living waters. Next verse. But this speaking of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. So what should the believer receive? Again, everybody? The spirit. This is very important. The believer must receive the spirit. So they that believe on him must receive the spirit. You cannot prioritize water over the spirit. Because Jesus Christ himself, John said it. Just say, hey guys, hey, hey guys, I am using water, but there's someone who's coming mightier than I am. Now, I, I told you, do you know why we started from the first verse that we started from in Act 11? Act 11, because many of them carried this concept of John the Baptist. Many of the apostles carried it into the New Testament. It's not bad. Many do it. I, you know, I, I, I have a certificate. I have a certificate. If anyone desire it, no, no argument. I'm sorry. Good. But now, we just presently now, just give a definition to it. That is a, just a public identification of your inward conviction. That's what is happening now. It's a public identification of your inward conviction. The, there's no brush in the water that is brushing your spirit. There's no brush. I repeat again. What John the Baptist used was water in Georgia. The water that got me, that I, I've got baptized, the water, I mean, I forgot the water. No, it can't go there. I forgot the river. I forgot the river. But it was not the swimming pool. I forgot the river. But I was baptized. So I have a certificate this year. So, yeah. So, different people know we. Uh, different, I know you, you know your own river. River Niger, you know, some of you was a pool. Amen. Oh, you got your own sprinkle? Oh, you were not baptized. <laughs> you know, it's not sprinkling. Amen. Yeah. yeah. We were immersed. Amen. You can go Lissy Lake. Some of you, some people, Lissy Lake. If, if you look at it, all these waters, I told us a while ago, all these waters have different mineral composition. Someone have extra chlorine. Especially when it's a mini pool that you create yourself. You put extra chlorine inside because you don't want anything to affect people. 
So it is that everybody's water constituent is different. The one that John, the one that Jesus even came out of, is so different. You know, Jesus did not baptize anybody. John four, look at John four. Go there, John four. I'll round up for don't worry. Glory to God. John four. Amen. I am born of God. I am born of the Spirit. Oh, where is the one first one? Okay, John four. Are you there? Look at John 4, verse 1. Look at this. John 4, verse 1. He says, he said, when therefore, it's started from John 3 anyway, but I'm jumping because of time. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had said that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. So at this point, so though, verse 2 says what? Though Jesus himself, uh, there's a reason. Amen. It's good. You guys, okay. Himself, no, because his own will be what Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, hallelujah. And he told them, but when he said, he told them, Wait, wait for the promise of the Spirit. So you'll be baptized not many, not many days from now, you'll be baptized by the Spirit. It is must be of the Spirit. I was preaching somewhere, somebody said, Is he a must? I said, It's a must, it's a must. The spirit, I was preaching somewhere some time ago, a while ago. He said, you are talking like they must be born again. Yes, I'm not the first person that said it. Jesus said, mother know that I say you must be born again. It's a must. To be born again is a must. Hallelujah. It's a what? It's a must to be born again. To be born again means you have received the spirit. It means you have been baptized of the spirit. Hallelujah. It's a must. Somebody says it's a must. Look at them and tell them, it's a must. If it is not the spirit, then why are we gathering? I'm asking you, if it's not the spirit, then why are we meeting here? I'm talking to all of us here. If it is not the spirit, then why are we gathering? There is no true conversion without the spirit. It is the spirit that converts. What we, we are messengers and we call his word. But it is the spirit that brings conversion. Hallelujah. Where did I stop earlier? Okay, that was the yeah. So, we just move on. We'll come back to it. How to receive the spirit? Amen. John 14, 17. Go there. Hmm. But we'll continue next week. We cannot finish today. But I hope you are getting something today. It's a must for you to receive the Spirit. You prepare your heart. Next week, Sunday, you can come fasting. Come to church fasting. You just wait. Maximum you eat by two. Come fasting. Get yourself ready to receive of the Spirit. Are you going to trying to say here? And you receive the gift of the Spirit too. Power in abundance. Gift of God display. You can flow in the spirit. You can. It's not customized to few. It's for all of us. It's for, he said to the Peter, it's for your children, children, children. It's for all of you too. Hallelujah. The gift of the spirit is for me. It's for you. Glory to God. Look at it. He says, John 14, 17. He says, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. So, the word cannot what? The word received there is lambano. It means to take, to take possession of, to make one. And this word received is the mood, is a statement of fact. The same way Acts 1.8 says, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, is a statement of fact. It is what will happen. So the same thing here, listen, I have two minutes, I was going. 
He said, even the spirit of truth, whom the word, what? So why can the word not receive the spirit of truth? Because it sees him not, neither know him. So the word see here is not a physical seeing, like see. You can see the spirit. Amen. Nobody has seen the spirit. The best you can see of the Godhead is Jesus. He's the image of the invisible God. Now, but he said, the word cannot receive him. Why? Because it sees him not. The word see here, it means to discern, to acknowledge. So in other words, to receiving the spirit, there must be a message or a preaching or a teaching that brings the consciousness to the hearer. And that's like what we are doing now. Are you going to turn this here? I'm doing that operation now. So, for example, somebody cannot just randomly, without having hear the spirit anywhere, just hey, and begin to manifest the spirit. Well, I want to say can no, but man, maybe one in one thousand, if it happens, but it will be limited. In Act 19, go there. Sorry, quickly go there. Act 19. In Act 19. He, say, he says, and it came to pass while Apollo was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. We we'll look at this next week. He find, and he said unto them, Did you have you received the Holy Ghost? Don't forget, we're looking at what? Receive. So he said, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much heard whether there is any Holy Ghost. So what does that mean? They did not receive it. They have not heard. So, to get people into a place of receiving, what do they need? To hear. There must be a consciousness. And the consciousness comes through teaching and preaching. We'll go, we'll touch many things next week. We'll touch many things. And the preaching and teaching will not come only for pastor, from me. It's in your mouth. Your mouth can say it too. If you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, your mouth can bring the consciousness to another. It's not from the pulpit that the consciousness will come. The consciousness can come from you too. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Amen. The consciousness can come from you to, to another. You can deliver the consciousness, the discernment, and present the spirit so that men can see him. By the seeing, I mean, I'm not saying this guy, I mean to bring a discernment to people. He said, Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? They said, We have not had. You know why they have not heard? Because the person who came to them to preach, the only thing he preached there was John the Baptist. We'll look at that next week. He came, just imagine, Apollo. He came, taught, and the only thing he taught was John the Baptist. And the guy was wondering, ah, these people seem like they, they know Jesus. They know something. They, but, but I'm not seeing Holy Ghost. There's no touch, you know? There's no sprinkle of the spirit. No, no light. They're not Everything just there. Everything's just dry. He said, hey, can you, can you come? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? He said, ah, no, 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 no. We have not heard. Next verse. And he said unto them, uh-uh. Unto what day? So, you know, unto what day were you baptized? Unto what day? Look at the question. He said, and they said unto him, unto John baptized. Hey. Even John himself. Look at it. Look at next verse. Next verse. Then said for Abba, John verily baptized with baptism of repentance. Say people should believe on him that should come. 
and that is in Jesus. So the, the, the same statement that Jesus said, he said, hey, Jesus said, eh? John truly baptized with water, you will baptize with the Holy Ghost. And John Baptist himself said, I baptize with water, you will baptize with the Holy Ghost. Then some people carried it over from the Old Testament. They carried that concept over into the New Testament. Why they preach Jesus? They also introduced water. It's not bad. It's not bad. I, I used to talk down on it. All right? No, 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 no. It's okay. If anybody does, it's okay. All right? If anybody wants, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll provide somebody. If anybody wants, I have people that I know. I know people I used to refer them to. Just go, go and meet. I know people I used to tell them to around here. I will not baptize none. That means I will baptize none for me. But I know people that I can recommend. They are very graced in that. Amen. Very, very graced in that. So you do it. At least for your conscience sake. You declare your conscience. But you can't come back and say, well, when you enter the water, there was a brush. Somebody, that literally, no. Ah, you think pastor is exaggerating. Literally, in this country, somebody came to me. That was about seven years ago. He said, when they tell me you enter the water, there was a brush. I said, what is brush? What is brush? For God's sake. And that's the reason why I used to be angry. But recently, I stopped. I said, I won't be angry again. If you notice, I stopped being angry when I'm preaching. Yeah, I deliberate because I was like, you know why? Because it's not healthy for me. So I was like, after you get angry, 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 and there is so many outside, I beg you. Let me just pray in the Holy Ghost. Come, teach the word, and go. So even if you want to brush, oh. Bless you. God bless you. Amen. Bless you. I really, I don't have to, I don't stress myself any longer. But if the person, if the others of God told me, if they come and they all come humble, you will learn. If you come humble, you will learn. Or if you say, oh, no, 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 you know, I like the water. I have people that I can recommend you to. Friends. Not, it's not, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm not against it. As long as you ensure that you are not telling me that the brush, there's a brush inside. As long as you can say that it's just, just a physical acknowledgement for the world that Christ died like this and God rose in my blood. And in that context, you have taken it out of John the Baptist. Gone. You have taken it to a place where we don't know, but which is understandable. A place where we don't, we can't see in the Bible, but it's understandable. Are you are you kind of trying to say yeah? But because if we talk about water baptism in the Bible, it's John that did it now, and we know what he did in John. Go read your Bible. Hey, but what Jesus said is the Spirit. Someone said the Spirit. So how can a man receive the Spirit by seeing, by acknowledging the Spirit? So when you acknowledge the Spirit. That you are on that path of receiving it by faith. Are you getting what I'm trying to say here? And we told us a while ago, around with this. Close my Bible. Come on, people. Thank you. So that won't open again. Thank you. Thank you. And I told us this that the baptism of water was a foreshadowing, yeah? And we said it a while ago. That when John the Baptist, when people baptize people in water, they go in and they come out. They spend maximum one minute. Baptism means to immerse. Baptism does not mean to come out. Amen. Amen. Baptism means to immerse. It does not mean... So in other words, your baptism of water can only last maximum Probably three minutes. That's if they do it three times. They do it three times. Give the Baba, Siomo, Siemi. 
Now, three times. Okay, I did it three times. One, two, three. I did it. Okay, good. Three times. Then after the three times, you are not, you don't remember baptized though. No, 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 you don't remember baptized. You have been baptized and you are out. But the spirit, you are immersed forever. You are not immersed in the spirit and taking out. You are immersed in the spirit forever. So in other words, when it, the day you receive the spirit and that baptism of the spirit, you remain spiritually baptized. Holy Ghost baptized forever. The spirit of God becomes a seal. Ephesians 1, 18. Go there. Ephesians 1, um, 13. Go there. I, this is the last. Last one. Last one. I promise. Ephesians 1, 13. Last one. I don't know. It's not my Bible. It's this one. Okay. It's not my Bible. Okay. Ephesians 1, 13. We're going to read it together. Ephesians 1, 13. It says this. It said, In whom you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. How, when were you sealed? Now, the word sealed, yeah. See, maybe you need to understand this. See, see, wait. see you are sealed. Amen. To be sealed means, okay, to be preserved. It means to be locked in. Hallelujah. You are locked in. How are you sealed with the Spirit? With the Holy, and he said, you know, the Holy Spirit has left me. Oh, he, 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 said, he said, the Holy Spirit left me. It's because you think the Holy Spirit is your friend. Or maybe it's not just your boyfriend. Your friend. You, see, see, see. Uh, he, said, he said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. That's what he said. He's, he's a comforter. When you are weak, he's there as your strength. When you fall, when you make mistakes, it's there not to encourage your mistake, but to strengthen you, to tell you, hey, you are more than this mistake. You are a new creation. You can be better than this. I can walk in you. I'm walking in you now. To make you walk and better. That's what the Spirit of God does. It's not to leave you. It's to walk in you. That's what the Spirit does. It does not leave you. I have been sealed with the Spirit. Now, it is not me that wrote it. It's not me. It's the reality of the New Testament. It is through the blood of Jesus that this one came forth. Through the blood of Jesus. The blood of, so you have been sealed. The only the water baptism, John. One, two, three. And that's one. You go. Awesome. Glory to God. Awesome. And some people come out of all oh, glory. Hallelujah. You're wet. You go shower. You dress. You clean up. Amen. But the spirit, as you're seated here, as many of you that are baptized in the spirit, you are still drenched. You are still there in the spirit. And, and tomorrow, next week, we look at how to be filled. You see, with the drenching, there's a way you operate in the feeling. There's a feeling part. We'll look at that next week. We'll look at that. But I want you to establish that first. That the promise of the spirit is to you. It's to you. It's to you. It's to you. You can be beautiful and still have the Holy Ghost. You can be handsome and still have the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit does not make you weird. Hallelujah. It doesn't make you weird. You're still, see, you're still the Holy Ghost, you know, packed. He said, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. As an usher, as an usher, you have the Holy Ghost in you. When you leave this, when you leave this meeting today, you are carrying the Holy Ghost. You are a carrier of God's presence. You are moving with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in you. 
It's working in you. When that's why, see, if you live with this consciousness, you'll be saying, ah, ah, I used to have bad dream. Amen. You sleep, knowing that what? You pray yourself in tongues or in the spirit, okay? We until that consciousness is deep-seated in you. You you pray yourself until that consciousness is deep-seated in you. So that it does not stay at the head knowledge, head realm. You pray yourself knowing it, that yes, you fast and pray yourself. The reason why you are fasting and praying, so that that consciousness, oh my God, no, are deep, it will deep inside you. That's the reason why you are praying and fasting. You are praying, you are praying and fasting. It's for your development and your growth. Did you get something today? Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 Say, Father, I receive your grace today. I receive more of your spirit. I receive more of you today. In the name of Jesus. I want more of you. I want more of you. The more I know you. The more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. I want, yes, I want more of you. Oh, 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 oh. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I want to know you, Jesus, more of you. Let's sing it again. I want more of you. I want more of you. Oh. The more I want to know, the more I want to know, know you, Jesus, Jesus, more, let's do it again, of you, I want more of you, Jesus, every day, I want I want to let go. 
pray the more. Oh, oh. The more I worship, the more I know you. Oh, oh, oh. 